Hello and welcome to another episode of the Identities Podcast, the show that asks the question, just who do you think you are? Um, today we have a very special guest. As you know by now, everyone on the show is a very special guest. But I've got to say that this one is this one is is real special to me. I've been hunting him down for weeks and months and, and years. Basically, I've been trying to get him on the show for as long as I've known him, which is now a decade. Um, my guest today is Steve Glynn. You may know him a little bit better as uh, Steve Dangle. He's a hockey YouTuber and a blogger at Sportsnet. He's also the host slash subject slash uh, chief pizza officer of the Steve Dangle podcast and a writer at theleapsnation.com. Uh, he owns a sword. He owns a lot of hockey cards. He owns a lot of hockey action figures. He has a room that is maple leaf blue. He has. He used to have a bedroom that was maple leaf blue. That really, you are the Toronto Maple Leafs in human form. If other than the ones that are the athletes that I'm tremendously <laughs> unsuccessful. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get to how unsuccessful you are uh, very very soon. But yeah, thank you so much for coming and, and talking to me about all of these things that you don't even know yet. No problem, Doug. I love you. I I love you too. <laughs> and this ends the identity podcast. Yeah. Uh, Steve and I have declared our love for each other, and we're going to go we'll go make out on the bed. Uh, well, we are in my bedroom, so that isn't actually that far-fetched but we're not going to do that we have a full probably almost hour of quality content for you um so i guess the first thing that i want to talk to you about is I, and i know it's completely unavoidable but you are the the modern torchbearer for the leaf fans in this city um interesting you, you are all places all the time whether I like it or not, I see your face everywhere. I see you on the TV. I hear you on the on the sports radio networks. I see you writing your own stuff. I see you doing your own videos. One of the things that I got to think about when when I decided that I wanted to you know have you on and talk to you was your first foray into into digital media, sports digital media, was the Leaf fan reactions. Yeah, right? and you and you got to see it all from the very I did. very beginning. I did, and so I, and so I have a bunch of I have a bunch of kind of queries about this that it's it's been not bugging me, but it's, I've been thinking about it a lot when I when I think about you. So to fast forward a little bit, you are, and I'm not trying to like patronize you, but you are living the dream. You work at one of the major sports providers. In fact, the basically exclusive hockey provider in this country and your first project that you've ever done was called leaf fan reaction yep so you're obviously still a fan you never can lose your fanship and we'll get into that in a minute but what do you think your relationship is with that word fan reaction i mean you have you have how many videos how many leaf fan reaction videos do you have? oh god uh Roughly? nine seasons right nine seasons times 82 videos right plus so you're playoffs, you plus... are you're going to be celebrating your thousandth episode before you get a gray hair um, yeah, well, and in terms of, like, just any kind of sport-related videos, I've done, like, at least 1,500. Yeah, right. Not so, not including the highlight packs. So, so what do you think, What what is your relationship with being a fan now? Because you're more than a fan now. You're behind, you're behind that curtain. You know what I mean? Are, are, are you still, do you still see yourself as, when you, when you turn on your webcam and you, and you, you light your room properly in your special LFR chambers? With my desk lamp. What what's changed for you? Do you think that you're still at the core of the Leaf fan? Because it's such an anonymous thing, you know. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely do. And uh, I think the video started getting much better and people started watching more and paying more attention uh, when I tried to stop being, uh, or when I stopped trying to be something I'm not. Right. W- which is, you know, I don't know, Nick Kiprios or Elliot Friedman. Like, right. I, I'm, I'm not them and I should definitely stop trying to be. Uh, just embrace the fact that I'm a fan and there are certain biases that come with that. Um, but I'm also able to you know, talk about hockey, you know, with a little more reverence and basically be a little bit more of a psychopath on, on, uh, on camera, I guess. So do you think that, and I, and I don't mean this to sound the way that it's it's probably going to sound, but do you think you could have done it the, the traditional way? Do you think without YouTube, without Twitter, without social media not not so much could you have done it that's probably actually the wrong way to put it but would you have wanted it to do that way would you have wanted to to try and would you have seen um elliot friedman on tv would you have seen pierre mcguire would you have seen any of those guys and been like well there's only one way to get on sports center tsn and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna fight through the ranks in traditional media and, and get it going to be you know that guy yeah no I, I think you had it right the first time like i i couldn't have um because I started making Leaf fan reaction videos uh, near the beginning of second year at mm-hmm. Ryerson for radio and TV. So I was trying to get into media. Like, that's not an accident. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't uh, mean you not want to get into media, but just kind of the, the road path, you know? Right. But, like, hockey or sports, like, that wasn't on the radar. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it would have been cool, for sure. Like, I always, like, it was always in the back of my mind, but it wasn't something I was going to actively pursue. I thought... I don't know, journalist maybe. Yeah. Um, but probably, uh, like, I wanted to write for a sitcom. You know. Yeah. Which right. In well, Canada, I, I know. I know that. I an know awful that. idea. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when we when we first met, that was your, that was what you wanted to do. I remember you telling me, "I want to write for a sitcom." Like, this is this is my goal. I want to be a comedy writer. You took comedy writing classes, right? Like you. Were- yeah. A lot of the a lot of the people we went to school with were really heavy into like production. And, and stuff yeah. like that whereas I was more I was much more interested in the writing um, which is why I didn't see too many people very often because no one wanted to specialize in that so what I find really interesting in terms of kind of your identity and, and why I wanted to have you on in, in a kind of all-encompassing way is that was your goal right comedy writing at first and I know of course we were young I'm not saying this is who you thought you wanted to be necessarily but that was something you had in your mind that you had at least some sort of a path towards and yet you've been a Leaf fan for assuming as long as you can remember oh yeah yeah right so that you identified with that as as so many people do across all sports across all teams across the entire world the entire spinning globe right and the coolest thing for me ever, and I've said this to you before so many times, is that actually, because you were talented, your love for hockey actually like broke through any sort of actual artifice that you originally prescribed for yourself. So you knew you were interested in comedy writing, and I'm going to ask you about that a little bit later as well. But like, you're just a big Leaf fan. You uploaded that first video as a joke. Basically. And... Yet, there was something about it that people went, I think this guy's credible, I think this guy's funny, and I think this guy is worth another look. And, and, and your fans, I mean, I, I've seen your, your fan base grow for the longest time, and they're very loyal to you. They're very... Extraordinarily. Um, they're very engaged with you. And so, 
I just want to know what what do you think about the relationship with sport and identity period not just for yourself but what what do you think sport gives to people in terms of their self their self-worth their self-identity their their self image hmm. their allegiance people fight for sports teams like they would fight in a war for a country I think um, I think the draw is a bit more uh, toward fun and I think people are you know rediscovering that mm -hmm. you know like with the Leafs you could easily cheer for them mm -hmm. be disappointed and stop watching or I kind of go you know I think with my videos because yeah. a lot of Leaf fans are you know helpless <laughs> because yeah. they, they won't they won't ever stop cheering for them right yeah so they're just looking for anything to to get them through and rather than me talking about that defensive breakdown of right. the episode mm -hmm. I, I try to bring some fun to it so I think that's that's the draw but like the draw with with sport um I still love TV shows I still love movies but I find too often I'm like and here's what's coming next right. oh and there it is and, the, and here's what's coming next and there it is and um with sports I mean just you know it's been going on you know hockey basketball so many other sports they've been they've been around for over a hundred years yeah and still every time we're finding something that's happening for the first time or a play you've never seen before and just that unpredictability i think uh draws people and sure. so do you think that like that unpredictability because it is so, such a pure unpredictability in in most sports I mean, obviously, dynasties form, and, and that's that's interesting and, and very easy to build an identity around as well. In fact, the dynasty basically is an identity. Do you think that, that that unpredictability across any sport team in any given moment, because it could happen to anybody, that's kind of where the draw is? Like, you know now that the Leafs suck, and of course they're not going to make the playoffs this year, for example. But really... And I know you're don't don't scowl at me when I say this because I'm, I'm I'm dreaming the big dream here. I just have really, furrowed eyebrows. Really, next yes, true. <laughs> just really big bushy eyebrows. Really, next year, let's say they change nothing, right? Let's say they got all these Marley's call ups right now. They do nothing. They're not going to do that. But let's say they do. There's actually a, still a, a, from game zero a possibility that they go on and w win the cup. And that and that's the beauty of it, right? right? Like yeah. it's not going to happen, but no. it could happen. There's there's actually nothing that is. F saying by any law of the world outside of sport that it, that it could and that's what i've always found kind of fascinating with like you and this age of sports fandom and then just to continue to go back and be um like the history of sports fandom altogether is that you actually are in front of the camera now there are so many people that aren't but what you share with those people is that you're you're living that dream through them for better or for worse based on who they are and what you identify with them. I'm more like uh, I like getting comments, you know, and it happens every video. Like, oh, so true. Like, oh, I was thinking that. I was thinking mm -hmm. that, and it's it's just so strange that you know, there's you know, talk radio exists. There's several stations yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. God knows how many stations in Canada, North America, and I'm saying something different than all of them mm -hmm. you know what i mean they yeah. talk for hours a day and mm -hmm. and the freemans of the world and the kiprioses of the world and you know they're they're all saying all kinds of stuff but like the, this little uh, pocket or this mm -hmm. this niche in sports broadcasting if you even want to call it that that i've carved out yeah. it's um like i i think i'm talking the fans language because i am 
Yeah, right. I, I am one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that and that was kind of for me. I always wonder about that with you, and I ask this about everybody kind of when they come on the show. But since you've started working for a major broadcaster, mm. is there a piece of you um, that you don't think that you had have anymore? that you did when you were just the guy with the world's shittiest webcam <laughs> like and not even producing your videos but just being in front of the camera and being like okay like they lost last night don't worry like these are the, this is the good thing this is the bad thing and i get it this guy sucks this coach isn't doing whatever okay we got ottawa next week peace and then you do like a hack guy skit and then you're done yeah like do you think and i uh, whether for better or for worse, it can be the growth. Do you think that you have a, a, a newfound sense of, of kind of professionalism or creativity or you've seen behind the curtain and now you know how much better to succeed? Or do you think that there's maybe maybe you've lost a little bit in a, in a negative way? Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I could definitely, uh, let's go with shed, shed the, the shtick <laughs> right. of, of being a screaming, you know, nut job on the camera uh and i thought of doing that for a long time but i think i think that's what makes me special so like that that yeah. part hasn't died it, it it went away for a bit i think um i, I think i would say, say so yeah, yeah i would say that it went it went away for a little bit I, I i know not again not to kind of get too behind the music here but like do it i remember a time when you know you were trying to change the image a little bit of of what and it was gross. It was, and I remember. I mean, I remember. Phony. I remember when you were just going to stop doing them all together. Oh, which time? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I I know. I would assume would be one of the first times. It was a long time ago. Now, to be honest. Yeah, with you, you and you and Bona. I remember. Yeah, Bona Muhammad, a fantastic spoken word artist uh, in Toronto, um, speaks about the um, duality of being a young Canadian Muslim. And growing up in the world uh, that even in North America, where a lot of tolerance is, is found, is is uh, is there's still a lot of work to go. And, and he's got a brilliant kind of knack for spoken word. And I remember we were we were standing there and, and we were discussing your career trajectory and his career tra trajectory. And, and he was saying to you like, "Look, I love school as much as anybody, but I also." recognize that like this is what i want to do and i'm doing it and people are liking that i'm doing it and i might not be the biggest thing yet and i may never will be the biggest thing but i know that i'm doing something right here and it's the same it was the same case for you at the time like you were saying oh, you know maybe maybe not so much of that like maybe i, I get a little bit more such stupid language but like more get a little bit more straight and narrow you know and just be like okay like it's not it's not stupid language like it's literally what's taught mm -hmm. in school you know you're it's it's you know what gets you a job I, I think being unique mm -hmm. and, and, you know, being special and, and what you're, you know, what you're taught in school yeah. is a little, kind of the opposite a little bit. Like if I really aggressively tried to pitch the videos I was doing to our professors and we had good professors, yeah. I think they would have told me to stop because you look like a dick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a really interesting point. I remember back in our final year I had an idea to shoot a music video for a Canadian hip-hop artist and he I contacted him uh, he was completely down with it he read my script he read the treatment he was completely on board wrote, oh, I remember this wrote a, wrote, wrote a letter for me to give in to the professor saying like I'm totally okay with this he that was going to be your practicum yeah right? and I you know it was it was great and I had said here we go this is what I want to do and, and I had people texting me after i was finished being like hey i'm in because we got to pick our like crew it's a very 
interesting and strange way that they did it, but they would be like, yep, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, and didn't get picked up. And I remember thinking like, man, this would have been like a real thing, you know? And it, it just thought it was so interesting. Like I don't slate, I ended up really liking what I ended up doing, but like it would have been a really cool thing for me to do. And you're right, like the, the you're, you're taught to kind of, I guess the best way to put it is even when you're taught to think outside the box, that box that you're thinking outside of is another box. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's time... If you're right, time will often prove you right. Yeah. Um, like, dude, uh, the the practicum that I pitched with mm-hmm. a couple other people yeah. basically ended up on HBO like yeah. a year later as uh, 24-7. 24-7. NHL. And it was rejected. Yeah. It wasn't I because it that. fell through. It was straight I up rejected. Yours was, the, yours was actually... It was a similar situation that you and, you and I had where people were like this is amazing yeah. I'm in like everybody in the crowd was thinking okay well obviously it's gonna get picked up and I wanna do it so it's awesome and then you know the, the, the Simon Cowles of the judges that we had were like no <laughs> <laughs> that, that was basically it but you know uh, you know so like I think about an opportunity like that yeah. and that would have been super cool and then I think about like uh, you know I'm 20 I'm almost 28 now Mm-hmm. And I think about opportunities I've had. If I really stuck to it and aimed to do this, I probably could have been like a Leafs beat reporter, or or right. like be, been a few years away from being like a regular Leafs beat reporter. Would that have been super neat? Probably, but like I'm, that is absolutely not what I'm meant to do. Yeah, and it's not what I want to do. Well, that's actually that's really cool. Like that kind of brings me back to the first question that I asked you: is wh- where do you think that you'd fall in the kind of tr- the quote-unquote traditional route, which was actually eroding beneath the ground as we were coming up during school. People were like, what is happening? Like, and it's we so all, different. It, it was such a strange time because we were in we were in Ryerson 2006 to 10, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we all knew it. Yeah. And we, but we couldn't quite put our finger on it and yeah. we had we had difficulty explaining it right exactly we all just sounded like a bunch of no nah, man like yeah. just, just hippies with our yeah exactly you de- that's the part i was just about to say hippies like it you we sounded like hippies yeah like it like, sounded <laughs> it, it sounded like it's no, all about the internet yeah like the free flow of information dude yeah. like well, what about the internet just the internet yeah, man like, like one day if i want to watch something i'm just going to type it in and then it'll come up on my screen. And they're like, uh, no, that show is on at 8, 7 central, my friend. You d- you don't get to choose when... We when... watch YouTube on Xbox yeah. and PlayStation now. It's interesting that everything, every person, and, and shout out to my millennials, uh, every, <laughs> every person that I bring on here, no matter why I bring them on here, mm. we always talk about technological disruption. We always talk about two musicians on, and obviously two musicians have been like... You don't have to spend money in a big studio anymore. You can just go pirate a program and buy a, a a mic, and you're done. And you can produce whatever you want, and you can and you can just go for it, you know. And that's that's so different from even ten years ago, you know. It, it's so, it's it's a a little more DIY. Oh yeah. Um, our podcast, you know, we started recording it at the Sportsnet Studios just because it's much easier. Like yeah. That's that's where Adam and Jesse, my yeah. two co-hosts work and they can just literally walk down the hall but we bought the equipment you know and we have the three mic setup or four mic setup with the splitter and everything and it costs like i don't know a grand something like that yeah and, and you know but how much would that have been when we were in school it would have been crazy i mean so I, more, I, and also we couldn't have afforded it in school <laughs> i was just gonna i was just gonna say to you this is completely a non sequitur in a way but like i remember either first or second year we were we were dealing with um, single camera production for the first time 
and they actually told us mid semester yeah so um congratulations or sorry depending on how you look at it you guys will be the last one using tapes because we got all these sweet memory cards and oh. uh no sense us giving them to you now so we'll <laughs> we'll just let you continue to use these tapes but next year digital i got one for you uh one of our digital media projects uh, i think we had to use flash which was the bane of my existence i hated that um i had to get a usb key so i went down to future shop and i bought a one gigabyte usb key mm -hmm. for forty dollars yeah <laughs> now, which now you can get where a, did i get forty dollars now you can, now you can get that? a one gigabyte usb key at the dentist with oh. your toothbrush and floss and it's like yep so uh we got you get one for showing up yeah yeah, it's most places. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, Welcome to Denny's. Here's your USB key. <laughs> uh, we're actually out of eggs, so you but don't have a USB key. Yeah, we have bacon and USB. To get back to sport for a second, because I have, yeah, I have so much. No, 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 no. I have so much for you, and I, I just I want to burn through the sport because how's it going, Steve Dangle podcast listeners? This is your boy, Hala. Um, I've known Clay for a very long time. So, I want to talk about Twitter for a second mm. because. We've talked about all this good, and so far we are basically having the equivocal conversation of the two of us dancing down the street together and how happy and how wonderful that everything is. But with the good and the bad, I mean, you've talked about the kind of the uprising of, of new media versus traditional media and and how it's, it's positively influenced your career. Um, but with that tribal aspect, with that kind of all of the good that comes out of this new, like the hippie speak that we we're talking about that we have. Man. I would say, and I don't have any facts to back this up, but maybe I'll include it in the description with the podcast, that one thing that Twitter definitely does right for Twitter, for their for their and and their bottom line, is sport. Sport and the conversation around sport. Because when all else crashes and burns you can always have hashtag hockey Twitter, hashtag basketball Twitter, hashtag soccer Twitter, hashtag golf Twitter. Any any sport you want, you can find somebody saying something that is controversial, or they at least think that it might be controversial. You can find rumors about things that will never happen in a million years, but somebody's got an undefined source. You can find accounts that pop up out of nowhere that pretend to be agents that pretend to be reporters that pretend to be everything and in a weird way in even through the lies and the stuff that isn't real the one thing that twitter's done like i said that for themselves as an active platform you know when they're running those numbers they're not really caring too much about how many people are just stirring the pot for no reason they're looking at all those engagements they do they do that right i mean for you, as somebody who now, like you said, you offer something different, you are still a fan, but you do have kind of the reach and, and, a, and a view that people do respect for the most part. Some guy, for better or for worse, Joe Leafs fan, can come up to you, not actually, come up to you online on Twitter and tweet something at you. And if you choose to engage him, like I said, for better or worse, he's now been validated in one way shape or form. I mean, yeah. literally, Twitter is a sport kingmaker. You can just be you can just be a voice online and really devote yourself and have other people who are interested in what you're saying. How does, how do you deal with that? How do, like you're somebody who actually people, people will be adding. How do you deal with the adders? Like how do you deal with the people that, that are, that are uh, spewing opinions at you? Good ones and bad ones. I just, you know, you treat them like people. Like, 
One thing I think far too many main, mainstream men, uh, people do yeah. with, I mean, because sports media is still pretty stuffy, you know? Of course, yeah. On, on digital, you know, I think it's pretty good. Some of the mainstream people are coming around, but for the most part, people view it as a nuisance. Mm-hmm. But like, Twitter's not the nuisance. It's people who tweet you. Yeah. That you find annoying. Yeah. But they're people. But they're people. Right. I, I know you might just see an egg, or yeah. you might just see some kind of mm-hmm. icon, but it's they're human beings so you know when i interact with them uh positively or negatively yeah uh you know and i, I guess i don't always remember but i mean it's a person there's a person yeah, yeah, on yeah. the other end of that mm-hmm. and they might really hate me yeah and i do nothing but validate their feelings for me by going back at them mm-hmm. uh and if they really like me i mean i owe it to that person to be uh, i don't know about necessarily be nice to them but talk to them like they're a freaking person you mm-hmm. know I, I i and i just think i don't know i don't want to pump my own tires but no like, no, no. I, like if i, I mean, was messaging someone i admired yeah and they were an asshole back to me I'd, I'd be really sad yeah and so i i don't know i try to be nice. yeah well that's <laughs> what I, that's what i mean i mean i mean it for better or for worse i'm not even really talking about and we can talk about if you want i'm not really talking about the the trolls that come at you people who are just trying to you know they're saying explicit things to you or they're they're saying things that are so outlandish that you know that they're just trying to get a rise out of you or they don't like i'm just saying like at the end of the day people join twitter for the the reason that just like your tweets pop up on their screen their tweets pop up on their screen Mm -hmm. so they can see in a timeline that's that's scrolling down like steve dangle said whatever you say about the rhymer trade and if you think it's good or you think it's bad let's say you think it's bad right let's say let's say steve <laughs> is not a fan of the rhymer trade let's just say that right so now you put that out there rhymer trade equals bad sad face emoji because you got to have emojis shout out to the millennials again um and then they tweet immediately after and they're not even tweeting at you they're just tweeting and they're going rhymer trade good awesome right now your tweet is stacked on top of their tweet and and to get like super McLuhan on your ass like the medium is the message so for themselves that validation is already there because they exist in the same sphere as you whereas if you were just a guy on Sportsnet on the TV talking to Kiprios what are they going to do yell I mean they might yell at their TV but like what does that accomplish that accomplishes nothing they go no you idiot it's bad or it's good that is very McLuhan of you right but that but that's not what the world that's not what this world is and that's and when i was you know when i'm talking to you earlier about kind of sport and identity i think that that's so interesting now because i've got to say i mean obviously as a fan of soccer and as as a fan of the premier league you and and that's how i know that no sport is special i'm gonna make a t-shirt that says no sport is special Um, hashtag please like my sport hashtag please like my sport on the back Hmm. um in a much smaller font is like that happens across the board you know everybody is out there being their own pundit, being their own reporter, being their own, their fan voice is, is, is not just a guy in the, in the stands going, hey, when a goal is scored, right. it's like, hey, actually. <laughs> actually, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I just, it's so interesting for me to think that like, you know, and, that, and that's not even to talk about if, it, if the athletes are back. I mean, we're talking about you who is a blogger and a fan and a professional just like any other blogger, fan, or professional across any other sport. But imagine, you know, if Kessel blocks you. Which he did. Which he did. Yeah. Well, why did he do that? 
I don't actually know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the point. It doesn't matter why he blocked you. He blocked you because he felt, or one of his people felt, that you were a credible voice, for good or bad, for better or for worse, a credible voice that either needed to not be seen anymore because you were so incredible that you were like, oh, who is this guy? I don't even care. Like, just get rid of him. He's whatever. Or he's thinking, hey, no, I don't like that. And then, you know, which wouldn't, it doesn't happen. You know, you see you see athletes squawk at reporters back sometimes when they get a question that they don't like, but in only in very rare occasions do they do the media equivalent of block them. Yeah. You know? People probably don't like what um Bob McCallan say half the time. Oh, I was like, don't make me list off No, no <laughs> potential yeah. coworkers. Who do, who do people not like in sports media? I'm sure it's go, a very uh, short list. Dave Festra. Um no, like people probably don't like what he has to say all the time, but they're not they can't block him. You know, I mean, you can though. Like it, what what amazes me the most is uh, so everyone's a pundit, um, but what what they don't realize or embrace all the time with their social channels is, uh, it, let's say you hit the retweet button mm-hmm. and you're it's just your friends who follow you. You have like forty followers and they're all your friends. You hit the retweet button, it's like literally walking up to your friend with a newspaper. Like for, for, yeah. forget, forget that it's an article. Yeah, it's a newspaper. And imagine reading a story in the Toronto Star or something that you really hated and then walking up to 40 of your friends and going, look at this. <laughs> like, that—that that is the strangest thing to me. People retweet stuff yeah. they hate. You are... Yeah, yeah. And, and people go, when, when, when will reporters and when will, when will their bosses wise up to... When will you wise yeah, up? Exactly. The, you're giving them clicks. That's, yeah, which is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, you it's are... It's like you bought a newspaper for all your friends. <laughs> yeah, it's like you went out and were like, I um, I don't know if you saw what was in the sun today, but in case you haven't, I've bought 16 copies. <laughs> don't share that copy. I'll give you your own copy, and you read it, and then we can have an angry discussion in another room later. Yeah, and then, and then there's the people who will just like screenshot it so they don't get the click, but you're still sharing that content. You're still yeah, sharing that idea and floating it out there. That person's cutting that out of the paper. They're like, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I got my little clipping. I'm going to fold it up times eight and put it in my wallet. And I'm going to just start showing. People. I'm going to show everyone on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to show everyone on the bus. Like if, if there's an idea out there and you think it sucks, unless that idea is genuinely dangerous, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, something political or whatever. Right. But, but like, saying Martin Morenson's a bad defenseman does not hurt anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Martin yeah. Morenson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably not. Probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't need to share that. Mm-hmm. You don't need to share someone's no. bogus opinion on Nazem Kadri. So speaking of bogus opinions on um, hockey players and things of that ilk, uh, tell me a little bit about Hat Guy. <laughs> Uh, may I speak to Hat Guy? I mean, I, uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I believe me. As much as it sounded like that, I have no interest in speaking to Hat Guy. No, it's just, uh, yeah, it's but <laughs> no, but tell me about him because what I remember so vividly uh, as your friend is seeing being like my friend's a psychopath. He, he, what is he doing? I mean, once I put those negative feelings to rest, but like obviously in, in your early videos that he had a big big part in it and he was supposed to represent the kind of uh hide of Jekyll and Hyde of Leafs fans bandwagoners or, or other otherwise what does it do for you uh well it gives me someone to bounce off of right for sure good uh, just so yourself I, just bounce it off yourself bounce it off myself but like 
everyone, I'm sure, multiple times a day has an internal conflict. Like, yeah. it's, it's not like you start yeah. thinking about a subject and immediately you're like, here's how I feel. Yeah. I'm fine about this. This is what I feel. Yeah. I'm fine about that. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sponge. <laughs> Just suck it all up. Right. No, like, I will think something mm-hmm. and then I got to I gotta remind myself of something else or I got to go, wait, no. Okay, I know you feel this way about this, but last week you said this. Right. What changed and mm-hmm. is last... Were you wrong last week or wrong now? Because you're wrong one of the times. Mm-hmm. So... I never thought about it that way. That's actually, yeah. Yeah. and Or maybe the context is different and you were right both times or maybe you were wrong both times. Uh, but he kind of gives that, here, here's a word I don't always use because I'm not 100% sure what it means, dichotomy. Hey, there you go. Yes. We'll save that for my other uh, podcast in this week in big words that we don't necessarily understand. Shout out to art school. It's just me reading a dictionary. <laughs> um, do you find that people... Do people see that? Do people, like, because he's a character, right? And yet, you're right. I, I Like I said, I hadn't seen it like that before, but it's something that you it's something that you bounce off of, and it's yourself. Is that just for, for in terms of the audience perspective, is that just for a show, or are you hoping that people kind of get that? Are they, are they in on the joke as much as you hope that they would be? I sure hope so. I, I think, uh, I think one thing I've done a very good job of mm-hmm. is, uh, what I call loves versus likes. I'm not interested in anyone who likes me. I only right. want people who love me. Mm-hmm. I love the video. Uh, and if you're in, if you watch a video, like the the rule of making a viral video is make it as short as possible mm-hmm. and spread. Yeah. Well, I'm not interested in that. Right, of like, course. I, no, and you shouldn't be. It's a conversation. Yeah. Like it's it's a yeah. dialogue. You shouldn't be, yeah. Um, and I welcome it to be two-way, even yeah. though it's just me talking to the camera. Um, so... If you watch a video of mine, Mm -hmm. like the one I did today, for example, which uh, was uh, uh, after the Leafs lost 3-2 to Washington and I did a crazy Ric Flair impression for no good reason. If you sat through the whole six or seven minutes of that Mm -hmm. and were blown away by how crazy I was acting Mm -hmm. and the characters I was doing and the voices Mm -hmm. I was making and the screaming, uh, you're kind of weird. like (laughs) Because you're either... You're, you're either aware of me and you haven't been paying attention or you weren't aware of me, actively disliked what I was doing and still sat through the whole thing. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. like if you bow out at the minute mark, two minute mark, that's... That's where you should Good on you, fam. Yeah, good, yeah, get it. yeah, 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 exactly. So that brings me to the next question really easily, actually, and it's cool, is the podcast yeah. is something that... In my own mind, in my own my own personal lineage of, of how you've done all this, I feel like in my head you've done it since day one. Okay. But you haven't. I mean, no. this is in, in terms of relatively hashtag dangle brand uh, empire. It's <laughs> it's relatively new, uh, and it's long. Yes. Which is the point. I mean, I, I think personally, uh, we're going to get back to our Ryerson technological hippie speak, but like what really stands out online isn't a short viral video, even though people think it's a short viral video. It's the authenticity behind that video. It's viral for a reason, because even if it's outlandish or crazy or scripted or not, it really is all that it is. It's telling you that it is. And so the reason that the podcast and, and your podcast, for example, because we're going to talk about it, is such a good extension of exactly what you've just said over the entire course of this of this conversation is that it is you for as long as you want with your legitimate childhood friend yeah and yeah. a talented and now friend producer doing 
more of what you no longer have to do just by yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not you bouncing off you anymore. It's you bouncing off two guys that you can you can all hold each other very gently and, and know that you can throw an idea out there or Adam can throw an idea out there or Jessica can, can say something. And between the three of you, somebody else is going to pick that ball right up and, and run with it and, and, and have... If they have the same opinion, they can help you validate. If they have a differing opinion, they can spar with you and banter with you in a way that's really going to come across as what people want to listen to whether they themselves agree or disagree in some ways uh in some ways they're jump cuts Mm -hmm. because what my video like okay so the videos have jump cuts the podcasts obviously don't that'd Um, be really jarring if they did that would be very (laughs) trippy and annoying in the ears and you would probably barf on your morning you could not drive well no (laughs) to a jump cutting podcast no because you'd be too busy kicking the stereo out of your car i hate this um, uh, but yeah, so what I'm doing between the jump cuts is thinking of the next thing I'm going mm-hmm. to say. And a lot of that, it goes on in my head, yeah. but well, it all has to go on in my head before it comes out of my face hole. Uh, mm-hmm. so it goes on in my head and I'm agreeing and disagreeing with myself a hundred times between each take. Yeah. Um, so what they, what Adam and Jesse get to be are the, um, you know, sometimes they agree but sometimes they go, okay, expand on that. Yeah. And they'll ask a question, maybe mm-hmm. a question I wouldn't have asked myself. And sometimes they, they play the foil. You know, they, they, here's why you're, here's why that idea sucks. Or they'll ask a question, you know, about why that idea might suck. Um, I like it. I like it because I think what, what I love is like, I'll get a tweet mm-hmm. mid show, like actually Steve, da, 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 da. And then like, Four minutes later, I'll get a next tweet. Oh, you corrected yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> but these guys get to do it live in the studio. But but uh, yeah. people who are listening mm-hmm. are, yeah. like you said, they're yelling at their screens. Yeah, they're yelling at their screens. Or and they've been given their... a platform to yell at their screens. Good. Yeah. Yell. But that's what it. I mean. Like, that's so good for Twitter. But whatever. Forget about what's good for Twitter and what's not. But, like, that, it's just so interesting to me that that's the way that it can all shake down. And I think that that authenticity really, really kind of shines through it all i hope so well and what i've what i've tried to tell people is you know if you gave me george strombolopoulos as my co-host or you gave me uh, ron mclean like you know the most renowned co-host man in the world in in hockey media and in the world the dos equis man of hockey um he they wouldn't do a better job than adam does no of course they wouldn't because adam brings up brings up all kinds of stuff that like they wouldn't and also i think what's key uh with hockey because or talking about hockey on the podcast and having a hockey podcast is going back to something i said earlier where it's about fun yeah so if there's something not hockey related that we deem fun we talk about that yeah instead or as well like we can make references and pop culture references to which you wouldn't waste your time doing that on Hockey Night in Canada. No, because, because it would be weird. Like, yeah. I'm not saying yeah, that no, you no, should no. start doing that. Uh, but the medium we have, I mean, if you're going to talk about... I love hockey, and I don't think I could talk about it for two hours straight without getting bored. Right, of course. You know, and or think, listen to someone talk about and it. And I think that that's... Yeah, and that's that's where the, the kind of the niche of what you do comes in. Um, what What's it like, Steve? <laughs> yes. Let me just curl up real close. Yes, Clayton. 
what's it like being your own um brand it's weird yeah weird dude um the at the at a marley's game a couple of weeks ago uh you know a couple of people were saying meet up meet up you know on twitter right, and yeah. i go and so i tweeted i'm like section 12121 come meet us and there were probably 50 people mm-hmm. waiting for like autographs and pictures and you know, I've been doing these videos for nine years. Yeah. That kind of reaction obviously hasn't been around for nine years. But no, yeah, yeah. I, my first autograph, I think, was six years ago. And, you know, the first person walked up to me saying, hey, I, you know, watch your videos. I think that was like eight years yeah. ago, seven or eight years ago. Yeah. That will never get old or stop being strange to me. Yeah. Um, and I don't dislike it. That's for sure. But, like... Uh, I guess being a brand, it is strange because I do think, you know, what do people expect of me? Right. Sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why I ask. Yeah. But I guess we all do that though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why the term out of character exists. Mm -hmm. Like you you can say something out of character or Mm -hmm. typical of clay, Mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, I'm just, I don't know. I, I guess I'm more aware of how people perceive me or mm-hmm. how I think they perceive me positively or negatively. Um, and I also know, I know when I'm letting people down, um, which yeah. it's, you know what? It's a tremendous amount of pressure. Um, everyone who's ever sent me a tweet, everyone who's ever sent me a message on Facebook, uh, everyone who's ever left a comment on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I read the vast majority of them. People mm-hmm. would be surprised. And yeah. I feel an extraordinary amount of pressure to get back to all of them yeah. but if i try that i'll just never go to bed yeah which you already don't do right so there's no excuse keep commenting <laughs> slowly kill him <laughs> slowly kill him i know he does not get much sleep already so you're not hurting him any more than he's already hurting himself. no no he's I... got enough panago pizza to get him through the night don't you worry about it send spicy that, send that message spicy pepperoni 3 45 a.m meetup question mark he'll get it and he'll read it well and i've you know imagine imagine someone who puts themselves out there enough yeah. to like write an email oh shit I, I just remember there's an email i haven't responded to you are a terrible man like a really long one like i hate i'll get a novel and i'm like okay i owe it to this person to read this <laughs> yeah um so I, I don't know i guess i'm getting away from the brand a bit but it's it's no you're I, not i mean I that's feel, i don't get that I, I don't know. I do live in constant fear of letting people down. <laughs> I, I guess it's the God's honest truth. That a boy. Um, which I don't think is unhealthy. No, no, no. I, I mean, don't think pe- it is. People Everybody's aren't... afraid of letting everybody down. I'm afraid of letting everybody down. Well, and if you're not afraid of letting anyone down, you're probably going to be lackadaisical, right? And yeah. Not, you know, I, I used to mail the videos in a lot more, um, mm-hmm. like four years ago prior to the lockout, because I... I took it all for granted, mm-hmm. you know, and I needed my toys taken away from me mm-hmm. for that time. Yeah. Um, and now I enjoy doing it much more. People see that and they enjoy the videos and podcasts more. Um, but I guess the one the one drawback is, is uh, I guess, the pressure. But it is very strange when someone at like Sportsnet or somewhere yeah. will, will be like, uh, can you do a dangle video for, for this? And I'm like... You mean a video? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Dangle. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I'm what I mean. That, I mean, that gets me back to the being your own brand, right? Um, 
so then I got I only got a couple questions left. One of them is because that brings up a really interesting point. And I didn't really think about it this way. Is then what's your relationship like with hockey? The most interesting that I think that I think that I just heard you say is like you you phoned it in for a little while because you felt like you maybe at the time needed your toys to be taken away. Your toys would be hockey games to watch. Yes, <laughs> yes, and talk about. Yeah, and and talk about. Of course, yeah, you can't talk about it and it's not happening. What what is your relationship like with hockey? Uh, I love it now more than ever, for sure. Wow, I I, I think. Um, you know, I appreciate so many different aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a variety of things. I think that's getting to talk to people from all over the world and mm-hmm. what they appreciate about hockey, uh, appreciating what hockey and sports uh, mean in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, just like how unbelievably lucky I am to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, people say, you know, oh, it's a dream job. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, I can't even like complain about a bad day, like right because because so, you just sound like a spoiled brat. No, but so okay, so let me just clarify that for a second. Is that because you are just being you for a living, or at least a version of? Yourself? Isn't that everyone's dream? Right? No, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I just want to make sure that's what you were saying. Like, uh, it's that. Uh, that is actually a great way of putting it. I get to be me for a living. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, you know, you're still, I, I guess the I you think have responsibilities, the, but you have responsibilities, <laughs> but I think the Joe Rogan term is you got to put on a monkey suit yeah. and, and, and do your thing. But like, that's what I mean. Like you, you have to be, you have to do things. You can't just wake up and people are like, congratulations, you're done. <laughs> like yeah. you got to do, but the things that you do are within yourself, right? They are like one Mostly. one thing I've always said is I never want to wear a suit. Like mm-hmm. I, I never want to put on a suit and tie ah, and go and on they, TV. The score doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> no, though. Like I think it it's at the point where it would look weird. Like yeah. it, it would look weird. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, George Strombolopoulos wears suits, but he still looks like George Strombolopoulos right, yeah. in that suit. Mm-hmm. Like he wears George Strombolopoulos suits. Don Cherry would look weird in a tuxedo. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he would look weird if he wasn't in the Don Cherry suit. He's a Don Cherry suit. Yeah, right. It's a brand. Um, But one time where I felt really good about it, Mm -hmm. um, I put on a suit and got all dolled up uh, because I was going to do interviews on the red carpet uh, Mm -hmm. for the Hockey Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Yeah, and I really loved wearing a suit that day, but it was because I wanted to wear it. Yeah, no one tell them when you wear a suit. I feel like looking don't, fly as shit don't today. Don't let anybody tell you when to put a suit on. You just keep your suit in your car and you just put it on mid-shift sometimes. Just be, don't be wearing gorgeous. a suit. And then be, yeah, who cares? <laughs> to you. Um, okay, I got one more question for you. Sure. Um, so we mentioned we mentioned the comedy writing. Uh, we mentioned kind of the alternative take into how you approach hockey commentary um, and how you so interesting for me you say like you love hockey so much and yet if you had to listen about hockey for two hours you would not want to do that um well i it's commentary about it yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah I like sorry sorry yeah yeah no, no 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 yeah the game fine but i oh, mean like, okay. com- like people being like hockey. Gotcha, hockey. Gotcha. hockey so risk of doing just extru- just exclusively that at this moment what what do you got what's your world domination plan <laughs> i don't have one uh never have never will uh, mm-hmm. I think that's dangerous. I think that's the first step towards failure, actually. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I do think you should plan, but uh, with regards to a career path 
in media, I think planning five years down the road is, you know, potential death because like, imagine me trying to plan five years down the road mm -hmm. and my plan revolves entirely around YouTube mm -hmm. and in five years, YouTube's yeah, no not YouTube, a thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, then you YouTube videos for a living wasn't a viable option like no. when we were in school and it, and YouTube was only three years old mm -hmm. and now it's only 11. Yeah. It's not old. No, um, but it's barely 11. Yeah. Twitter didn't come about until we were in second year and no one used it until we were like graduating. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, so what's next? Uh, I want to do more things that people haven't done. And it's actually pretty hard to be creative. Of course. Like I did a video where I used a marker board talking about the leaf logo. Mm -hmm. And while I'm doing it, I'm like, this is just a, this is just an ASAP science video about hockey. Yeah. Damn. But isn't what I do just like a Philip DeFranco video but about hockey like that I, I don't know so so i'm gonna keep trying to evolve um in that sense at least so evolution i guess is definitely part of the plan mm -hmm. um and i would i i talked about this with a comedian named matt Wright. um i want to do stand up at some point just to say i've done it i think if i die and i've never done it i'll i'll really regret it yeah and i mean in a in a in a weird perverted way you kind of do sometimes you know, you don't. I mean, obviously, you have a niche market in which you can crack them jokes, but you know how to craft things that are going to resonate, right? There, there's a few things there. There's yeah, but it's production. Mm -hmm. It's production, and I get I get time to craft it, which I guess you have to craft your stand up. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. but I'll make you know like twenty jokes in a video, um, but I'll never know when one of those jokes bombs. I'll never know when it gets nothing. Oh, I'm gonna tweet you now. Exactly, it's and, joke idiot. Boo. <laughs> which which is why the podcast is so good, because I know when something I said bombs, mm -hmm. because I'll just get silence. Um, and also it's it's live reaction. Yeah. Leafs fan reaction. It's uh, it is something I want to do very badly because uh, you know the only thing I don't think I've been very good at many things in my life. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I was really good at theater in, in high school and I loved the live reaction then, but it's a lot different than stand up. but I love the high it gave me. Like there aren't many drugs that can, that can do what, what the adrenaline rush of, uh, you know, making a crowd react the way you want them to react. Steve, Steve Glenn getting, getting high on tour. Getting <laughs> high off my own <laughs> chemicals. That's what adrenaline is. Getting high off your own supply. Thank you, Bill Dye. <laughs> <laughs> Science rules. Science rules. You rule um, for coming in and talking to me. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll have to have you back because there's just so much more than I want to talk to you about. And for it's, sure. it's not just that whether or not your car is currently being towed. It might be. So and that's fine. We need to. No, it's not fine. It's not fine. Thank you, City of Toronto, for with your strange and confusing parking signs. Um, this has been the Identities Podcast. Steve Glenn, honestly, one of the most interesting people that I know. The, the man makes a living being himself, and that's what we're that's what we're all trying to do. You're doing you're doing what a lot of people do uh, when they have to describe who I am, and they just kind of while they're explaining it, shake their head. I did, I did shake my head <laughs> because it's so friggin' weird. It's so I kind of like it. So friggin' weird. Um, and you're all so friggin' weird for listening to this, but thank you, um, for doing it anyways. Uh, please follow me at Identities Pod. 
Um, the the contest to find out if you can if you know what the sample is or uh, Chris's intro and extra music for this podcast is still on. So that's identitiespodcast at gmail.com. It's a sweet sample. Um, please rate. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Listen to it twice so I can get the false play numbers. Uh, just do whatever you got to do because I'm having a real great time and I just want to talk to everybody I've ever met in my life. So that could be you next if I run out of friends. Um, Steve. <laughs> I'll do it again. <laughs> Steve Dangle 2, friendly. Oh, man. Steve Dangle 2, uh, which was the one with, um, with Mr. T. I'm talking about Rocky. That's <laughs> that's three. Know, that's four? three. No, it's three. Oh, wait, no, is it four? It's three. No, it's three. Four is Drago. Four is if he dies, he dies. Oh heavens! Yeah. He <laughs> just choked. I forgot about that. <laughs> I just choked on. I almost. I was. I just caught myself before I said I almost choked on Ivan Drago. <laughs> I cannot be defeated. Thanks, everybody.